Welcome to Virtual Theater. I'm Andy Spiteri. And I'm Gooey Fame. The day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. If you're a gamer, a movie buff, or both, you're going to want to check out our podcast on video game movies and the stories that shape them. Luigi, it's a mushroom. Come on. Trust the fungus. We let you decide which movies we cover via Twitter poll. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. Right, you can hear him talking. They can't understand me, kid. And give us two thumbs up by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and I am joined once again by my friend Allison. Al, what is going on? Nothing much. Living, living the best life. Living the best life. Lots of uh, Pokemon this weekend. Yes, all the yes. Pokemon. Me too. I picked it up on Friday and I've uh, been playing pretty much nonstop. I think I have like 20 hours or something disgusting in Pokemon I already definitely don't have that much time I was a little bit busy this weekend but every free chance that I got I've been playing and I'm not that far but I'm loving it all the same I don't even like I don't even know how 20 hours is possible because I got home from work at like five o'clock on Friday and I think I was up until maybe one in the one in the morning mm-hmm. so I, I don't know someone someone could do the math that's like that's like almost eight hours right there I played literally all day yesterday, and I I squeezed in a few hours this morning before we started recording, so, wow, that that just makes me seem like such a loser, like, saying that out loud. (laughs) I don't think it's bad. You're going to have a little, you'll have a little bit more knowledge than me, and then that way, if I say something, you could just be like, no, that gets fixed later, and I'll be like, all right, cool. So, here's the gist, Zelda fans. Um, There's not really a lot going on. In terms of Zelda for the last week. And a lot of people were really respondent to our uh, Pokemon episode last week. So you know what? We were just like, let's just talk about Pokemon this week. So if you're looking for a very Zelda-centric show of the Champions cast, uh, this week probably isn't going to be the the episode for you. This is going to be much more... This is going to be the Pokemon cast, pretty much. Although we are going to talk a little bit about how... Um, there is some there are some hints of Breath of the Wild in here, mm-hmm. so there is going to be that. But this is largely going to be a Pokemon episode, and uh, we're going to have some fun with it. You know, nothing wrong with uh, a couple Zelda fans chatting about another great series. So we hope that you guys stay with us. But before we get there, um, I did want to talk about another game that uh, is is almost like a Zelda game, but not quite. Um, of course, I'm talking about Okami, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago when um, when they were teasing that potential sequel but i've actually been playing through okami din which is the uh the sequel on the nintendo ds and it could very well be described i think it would be very apt to describe it as like 
a younger brother version of Okami. Because literally the whole game is centered around like baby um, animals, I guess, if you want to say that. But they're probably called something in Okami. And now that I've been playing 20 hours of Pokemon, I can't remember. But in, in Okami, there's like guardian spirits. So you have your Amaterasu. And in Okami, didn't you play as the baby version, Amaterasu's son, Chibiterasu. So there's there's different baby versions of all these really powerful brush spirits that teach you different things. So I just wanted to spend a second and just give some quick thoughts on Okami Din. Um, Al, I know that you haven't played Okami, so bear with me as I just go through this. But I feel like this game is really, um, it's kind of dumped on unnecessarily. A lot of fans of Okami, I think, forget that this exists. And I actually found that it is... A, a pretty worthy and pretty decent sequel to Okami. There's a lot of really fun things in this game. There's some definite drawbacks, and a lot of them are due to the limitations of the Nintendo DS. There's a lot of um, different load times and getting from one place to another, whereas in Okami, it would just be kind of seamless, and you could get immersed in the world a little bit more. In Okami, Din, there's a lot more loading screens, so it's a little bit harder. But that being said, it does a lot of good things, um, it has a new partner system, so you can play with different humans that uh, I, I really liked. You can, you know, it's still got the same charm. It's still got the same kind of humor. Um, still, the, the, the gameplay was very responsive to me in terms of, like, drawing your symbols and stuff like that. Um, but it, it really felt at home on the DS, and it didn't require, like, pinpoint precision. So you didn't have to bust out the stylus to draw everything. You could just quickly use your fingers. So I finished it just before... Um, Pokemon and I really liked it I would say that like Okami this game probably uh, probably goes a bit long uh, it, it could be a shorter experience and be better for it if it came in at like a crisp 15 hours versus 20 or 25 but um, that being said uh, I thought it was really fun and I actually think and I know that you'll disagree with this Allison but I think that it's better than both of the Zelda games on the DS I, I guess I can't disagree because I haven't played it. So I'd have I've, to play it to be able to say, and I can, I'll say for sure it's better than Spirit Tracks because Spirit Tracks sounds awful and I haven't played it. So, You know what? I'm surprised that you haven't played Spirit Tracks actually since you're such a big fan of uh, Phantom Hourglass. I only became a fan of Phantom Hourglass like three years ago when I played it for the marathon my first year. Um, you know what? I, I actually vowed earlier this year that I was going to replay Phantom Hourglass and kind of give it a another shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not another shot, but like, that's one of the Zelda games. Like, I played it once, I did everything, and I was like, I never want to play this again. It just, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't resonate for me. So I said this year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it another shot. Phantom Hourglass is, uh, I think it's a sore spot for for Zelda dungeon owner, Masi Sagopi. That's one of his favorite Zeldas. So every time I kind of dump on Phantom Hourglass, he's like, shakes I his think, head. So I promised I him I'd do so, it. Yeah, I think it's just different when you're older. You know, you play it as a kid or younger, or whatever. whenever you play it the first time, and it's like, God, this game is super repetitive. It sucks. The controls are awful. But when you're older and you kind of like have more knowledge, I feel like it's a better experience maybe you know i i think i've beat up the uh the ds touch controls enough on this show or like i I don't need to go there again but you know i've i've been i've been playing a lot of different ds games this year for some reason i've been playing tons of classic ds games so 
uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of more in the mode where I can just live with the, the touchscreen controls. They're not going to be as much of a bother. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I'm going to do that. And we're going to talk about Phantom Hourglass sometime on the show this year. But Sweet. for now, we are going to uh, to put our Zelda in, uh, in the back seat. We're going to strap up. And we are going to dive into Pokemon Sword and Shield. And uh, I'm really excited to do this. It's, uh, you know, it's we talk about Zelda a lot and a lot of different variations. Sometimes it's nice to, to bust out and just like straight up talk about something else so mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna do if if you want to check out your you want zelda come back next week but this is gonna be all pokemon so i guess like to start off let's just well actually to start off did you get sword or did you get shield i got shield i got sword hey we could trade yes we can i've got a galar farfetched for you if you yes. give me one of those sweet sweet galar ponytails i don't have one of those yet but i'll work on it okay never mind Come back to me when you got it. No, I'm you kidding. want it right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, let's talk about before we get going here. It, it seems like, man, it seems like this game just had a lot of stuff swirling around it. Like, I, you know, and I'm sure it was just a very vocal minority of people, but like, people were just trashing all over Pokemon Sword and Shield for like this this national pokedex business or it's frame rate issues or mm-hmm. just this and that i don't know about you but let's talk about frame rate i haven't i have not experienced one single hiccup in gameplay and i've played a lot this this is running like a dream for me so far it's been really good for me i haven't seen anything like crazy i i did see a little bit of um you can kind of see the outline uh how do i put this um what's your name sonia I think her name is. I saw yeah, an yeah. outline of her in the background. Like, you can kind of see where she was stuck into the game. That's the only hiccup I've seen. Uh, it wasn't awful. Yeah, I've been kind of looking out for for different things. Or, like, you know, I saw it before, um, before I actually got home from work on Friday. I'd seen on Twitter, like, some people were saying that, oh, man, the autosave function deleted all my data in, in my SD card. So... I went and backed up all my stuff to the cloud, but, you know, haven't run into any issues there. Um, I just, like, you know, this game, as a first impression to me, like, it just, it looks spectacular, and it runs spectacular. And and there is a lot of stuff, I think, going on in there. So, like, you know, it, it kind of it kind of sucks that, like, a, the game, this game, which is really kind of the, you know, is shaping up to be one of the premier pokemon games or like maybe mm-hmm. the pinnacle of the series just had all of this like ridiculous stuff surrounding it beforehand that that detracted from from the game before people even got a chance to play it like i mean i don't know are you do you have an, an opinion on the whole national pokedex thing no uh not yet i like like you i don't understand the negativity that's surrounding it or other aspects of the game so far i i don't understand it and i guess for for anyone like any Zelda fans that are that are not up to date on this. So the National Pokedex refers to like literally from Pokemon number one all the way to Pokemon number 800. And in previous games, after a month or so, you could use an app called the Pokemon Bank to bring all of your Pokemon from previous games up into the new game. 
So this game does not support that, and you cannot catch all 800 Pokemon. So, you know, people were just were up in arms about this. There was, like, Game Freak Live trending on Twitter. It's just like, shut up. Like, God, play play a new Pokemon game to play new Pokemon and stop yeah. with this stop with this game freak lied and other nonsense like god really want it, another game where we have to collect hundreds of hundreds of things like you got the 900 koroks you got the I, 999 moons or whatever from mario odyssey seriously it's like it's like shut up like you're <laughs> complaining that okay so there is 400 pokemon that you can catch in this game yeah and you're complaining that you can't bring your parasect over from Fireleaf, like shut up god every time i see it it's just like it makes me it's shake tr- my it's head a trigger <laughs> but yeah so i mean first impressions um you know when i just on the on the opening intro alone like you boot up this this game i think that it looked fantastic um it ran fantastic i was there's something about playing pokemon like on the big screen tv like that was just really like wow this is really cool because like it's always been a handheld experience like the core pokemon games to me so i was just like man this is like this is so cool it feels like something so fresh Mm -hmm. i really appreciate it being on my tv too we were actually talking about this last night in the chat um uh josh was like why aren't you guys playing this on handheld and i was like why would it's it's on the switch you want to play it on your tv you know you finally get to play a pokemon game on the big screen Josh would be the type to play it on his on his handheld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally agree. I like I go back and forth a, a little bit, but um, yeah, it just like it feels really cool. Like it feels like a big deal to finally play like you know a, a Pokemon RPG on the big screen. So mm-hmm. that was um, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty big deal to me. It already kind of felt like, and this is this is still like five minutes into the game. It already kind of felt like a big game changer just on that fact alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess here's the here's the million dollar question for you. Which starter did you take? Score bunny. You're a fire type then, eh? A, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been Team Grass since uh, Bulbasaur back in back in Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue in 1998. So I took my Grookey. He's adorable. He Has evolved he too yet? fast. Oh, yeah. he did. Yeah. I felt that yeah. way about my Scorbunny. Has uh, has Scorbunny evolved yet? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm still iffy on Raboot. I think Raboot looks really kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, what? and it's and it's strange because like beforehand they or before in previous games they showed you all of the evolutionary chain leading up to this, whereas this game was like completely a mystery. So like, I was kind of the same way when when Grookey evolved into Thwacky. I was just like, who is this? jabroni and then and then like as i was battling i was like okay i like thwacky yeah. and then when Th- when thwacky evolved into uh rillaboom i was like this is my final evolution and then like a couple battles later i was like okay rillaboom is pretty cool so like i don't know maybe they just preconditioned you in previous generations to just be like okay this guy's actually pretty cool but yeah, yeah i was kind of the same way because he he evolved and i was like yeah this is okay but then I, as I yeah. as I got more and more into it, I was like, okay, this is sweet. I was kind of feeling that way, too. Like, I, I just looked at the, him when he evolved the first time, and I was like, this is so dumb looking. 
And then um, I got to fighting and then also doing the camps with him. And he sticks his little hands in his pockets. And I'm like, okay, you're kind of <laughs> still. Does he have you uh, have you seen the final evolution yet? I have not yet. So hopefully. Okay, so I hopefully. won't spoil anything here. Okay. <laughs> um, really, uh, this is something noteworthy to bring up, too. And it's the first time I can remember maybe ever, actually. But all three starters are grass type, fire type, water type. And they stay grass fire and water until their very uh, final evolution there's no dual types which is kind of weird hmm i that's not something i would have noticed before so that is interesting i'm like a very like i put my pokemon team together and i want to do like type matchups so that way i can like take out other pokemon quickly like with one move kind of thing so i'm always looking at types i can't remember a generation ever that had all three that uh, that just stayed as they were. Maybe maybe Gen 2. Maybe Gen 2 had that. But other than that, uh, like every other generation had their Pokemon, like Charizard had a flying type or Venusaur had a poison type or like something along those lines. So it was it was kind of weird of me or weird for me to see. Yeah. Um, going along really quick, I did want to give a shout out to Sobble because uh, yes. neither one of us neither one of us picked him. But um, you know, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the final evolution of him. I think he's just okay. I think he's that okay. he's the weakest of the three. Um. So when you chose yours, what did Hop choose? Uh. So Hop chose um not the not the type advantage, but the the other type advantage. So when I chose Grookey, he chose Sobble. So I'm assuming that oh, Hop okay. chose Grookey for you, right? Yeah, he did, and so. Sobble was left out and was looking so sad. I was about, I was like, I'm not even five minutes into this game and Sobble's making me cry because I didn't choose him. So I don't know if Score Bunny looked like that to you on your game. <laughs> yeah, that was Score Bunny to me. He was, he was all sad and lonely, and then Leon said, "Come with me, buddy." Right. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, this is fine." And then, and then all was right in the world again. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. that was very sad. That was very <laughs> I've never sad. seen you know, that in a Pokemon game before. Um, let's, let's talk about it. Cause you know, I, I jotted down some notes. You jotted down some notes in both yeah. of our notes. It was basically just like, how terrible is hop hop? Oh my God. He is just junk. First of all, his name is so stupid when his brother's name is Leon. Why can't you name your rival? <laughs> I don't, you can name your rival in, uh, let's go Pokemon, right? Yeah, this sure. this is the only game that I could ever remember where you cannot name your oh, rival. You could, okay, you could name him before. I just don't remember. Um, like, yeah, his name is re- stupid, and I thought it, that was a precursor to his character. <laughs> oh my god, this this guy is just like he's so annoying. You you have to battle him. I think I battled him, like it's got to be twenty times. Wow, like 20, really? 20 times, and it's just like. Wow, I'm I'm gonna get stronger and be the champion, and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, and it's like, dude, you can't win a Pokemon battle to save your life. You're not doing anything. Like how? Like I don't know. This is, and I mean, it's kind of the formula for all of your rivals in Pokemon. But like, it's like you beat their ass. Somehow they get the badge before you, which is like okay, whatever. And then somehow they win the Pokemon League Championship, even though you've never seen them win a single Pokemon battle. Right. Or never even made it close. And you beat them at the at the final, like, 
Elite Four or whatever. But like, it's just like this guy is so annoying and so terrible at Pokemon, and you have to fight him so often. I was just like, I would kill, I would kill for an asshole like Gary Oak from Pokemon <laughs> Red or Blue to come back and just trash talk me instead of like being this nice supportive goober who like it's it's not even close you just decimate him yeah i i've only fought him three times and something i noticed in past pokemon games is that your rival kind of levels up with you but i spent a lot of time in the wild area leveling up my pokemon and he's like at least eight levels below me on his pokemon so i was a little concerned about that first of all i i'd feel like it should kind of match even no matter how much you level up your Pokemon. Right, so, it should scale. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'm just hitting him with all these one-shots and he's done. And he's like, oh, like, you know, he gets to his last Pokemon. He's like, don't worry, this is when I'm, like, at my best. And then he's like, oh, one-shot him again. <laughs> that's, that's what's so annoying is because, like, you're battling him and he has, a, he has a little quip for everything that you do. It's right. like... Oh, you've mastered type advantages. He I says that literally every that. time. Oh, you you have a critical hit, like wow, and it's like, <laughs> dude, God, shut up! Like, go to the Pokemon gym or something. Like, let's talk more, more. Go level up your action. Pokemon. <laughs> and, and you know, it's not helped by the fact that he took the starter, which is your type disadvantage or your type advantage rather too. So like. Every time he sent out Sobble, I was just like, "All right, R.I.P. Here comes Grookey," you know, right. like, and and I'm sure that's gonna that's gonna pay itself off when you know eventually you have to fight Leon and he's got a fully evolved Score Bunny or in your case a fully evolved uh, Sobble. But yeah, man, Hoppy's he's just he's terrible. He doesn't he's add terrible. to the game experience. Oh, and he's just like. You know, you just see him, like, way too much. Like, literally every new town that you go to, you have to talk to Hop. Yeah. And every new place that you explore, Hop wants to go with you. And it's like, this this is actually probably my biggest complaint about this game. And really, actually, I think it's my only complaint about this game. <laughs> but, like, because, like, man, you would, like, back in, back in Pokemon Red and Blue, like, you saw Gary Oak at the beginning of the game. You, you saw him again. Like, right uh, right on the SSN, you saw him, like, right before you did Indigo Plateau. And, like, I think that was it. Maybe I'm missing one encounter, but, like, you didn't see him very much. Mm-hmm. And when you did, those battles were tough. Right. And, like, Hop is just, like, you can't get rid of the guy. No. Yeah. I, I wrote that he's delusional. He is! He's delusional! I'm gonna be the Pokemon champion. Uh, watch out, when I win my first Pokemon battle, you're not stopping me. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and at the beginning, he says uh, he says he's, like, read every book, and he knows all the types and all that kind of stuff. And and how you keep pointing out, he keeps he chose, like, the one that's at the disadvantage from you. Like, you get to choose first, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna choose the one that's obviously not gonna win, <laughs> even though I know everything about Pokemon. Oh, my God. He's just such a goober. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he has a really awesome character arc at the end of the game when you get to the uh, when you get to the Elite Four that we don't know about yet. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, as of right now, I I think I think Hop is is the worst thing about this game. I truly <laughs> think that. 
I can. I think I'm down with that too. I I agree. Um. Okay. Let's 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 quit dumping on our on our poor guy Hop here. Let's talk about the world of Galar itself. Um, and let's let's leave out the wild area for right now. Let's just talk okay. about the aesthetics of the cities and stuff. I mean, I guess you probably haven't made it too too terribly far in. Uh, I I wouldn't. I don't think. No, not very far. I just started out for the first gym. So what is like? What's your what's your initial thoughts on this world in comparison to maybe a couple of the other worlds that we've been in so far? Uh, well, so first of all, I didn't like get ready for this game at all. I didn't watch any of the interviews or like the like small play- playthroughs or whatever they did to like promote this game. So I didn't know it was gonna look like this or sound like this at all. Um, but I'm getting like super major UK vibes from the aesthetic of the game and the music of the game yes so i didn't know that but i when i discovered that i was like oh cool this is actually kind of neat and different i feel like they went out there and did something a little different for once yeah i think that the uk was like a really cool like setting for this game there's a lot of like decidedly like british things in this game like you kind of see a town um that has like kind of stonehenge-esque statues in it and Mm -hmm. stuff and you uh you see a lot of like of dialogue that's very like british actually like even even your mom is called mum which i think is pretty funny uh it makes me think of our friend judy from northern ireland not from britain (laughs) northern ireland right (laughs) um one of the things that i noticed about the dialogue is like while it is you know in like british-esque um it's still kind of awkward because I've read a lot of books that are kind of more like that, like English, you know, and uh, movies and stuff. And the dialogue is not, it's like they exaggerated it. I feel. Does that make Uh, sense? Yeah, I I could see that. There's like, I would classify it as um, like, I I've read, I've read a bunch of books that have English slang as well. And, um, it, this isn't this isn't quite that it's it's almost like kind of the stereotypical english slang yeah, versus like actual I guess that's what i was saying if like for example if they were if they were to set a game back in paris which actually i think generation five did but if they did that and they had like french-esque pokemon saying like sacre blue or something like, like that would be that would be kind of the the example of like stereotypical regional dialogue that they have in this one but like at the same time i also think it's like it's kind of charming but uh mm-hmm. it, it's it's sometimes weird to see hop like kind of bust out those UKisms and then talk like most of your other rivals in the past maybe they right. should have leaned into it a little bit more i don't know uh all i know is that it's a little bit awkward it's not quite i feel like it's not quite done right i don't know if it's too much or too little i'm not sure just for me it's I do, a little awkward i do love the um just like kind of the the steamy like coal part of the world that probably doesn't make sense but like it's very i was gonna say steampunk but that's not right but it's it's very like old-timey england in that it's like um, like industrial yeah industrial and uh it's very like it it looks it it looks like a old-timey england that's that's the best way i can describe it the word i'm looking for is escaping me but like Mm -hmm. the the look i think of all the different cities is is really spot on um and actually i'm gonna throw a shout out to the one city that now i can't remember its name but it's like 
it's like where the fairy gym is and it's it looks this one is actually kind of weird it looks like it's right out of alice in wonderland versus Hmm. like england but it's like this bioluminescent city and like it looks really cool so i think like the world of galar so far i think has has been really like really awesome like i i definitely like it better than the island setting of um of alola from Mm -hmm. sun and moon and probably you know i like it better than um i'm gonna say this is this is probably the most i've liked a pokemon setting since man since maybe like since maybe like the third games like um ruby and and uh sapphire mm-hmm. like i thought the rest of them were were kind of okay um you know Unova was was actually pretty cool, but they, I I don't know I really like the Galar region. There's something about the 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 old timiness of it is really fun, and there's a lot of like cool regional Pokemon that you can get to, which is pretty cool. Yes, I I'd say it's like the most I've ever paid attention to Pokemon set a Pokemon setting before, because like I've said before, I haven't played very many Pokemon games. I'm not an expert, very mediocre knowledge, but I've never before like actually stopped and looked around and been like wow, this is actually kind of cool. My surroundings are awesome. Yeah, like in in previous games especially, it's only kind of hinted that the world is based off of like a, a real-life location. Like mm-hmm. in, um, I think it's X and Y that does that does France. Yeah. But in, so in that game, in that game, it's only, it's only kind of hinted that like it's it's based off France. Or not, not hinted, but it's not, it's more subtle. Whereas this game is like, okay, okay, mates, you're you're in England now, but we have Pokemon <laughs> right. instead. I'd be eager to see if they do one in uh, Korea sometime in the future. That'd be pretty cool. You know what would be pretty cool, Allison? What? One Canada? based off Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. We have we have great like you know, you could do you could do the plains and the prairies of, of Alberta and Saskatchewan. You mm-hmm. could do the uh, the igloos of the Northwest Territories, the the Maritimers, they'd have some weird Pokemon over there for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I showed you that Timbit Pokemon and like uh, Looney and Toonie. I mean, those are pretty those are pretty awesome. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I I have a lot of interest in Canada. Most and you know this, but not everybody does because my favorite author is from Canada and she writes a lot of stuff in Canada. So I I have interest in it just for that reason alone. So. I'd be okay make with it, that. Make it happen, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, so probably the coolest thing about Galar, it, to me, is the wild area. Yes. And this this actually circles back a little bit to Zelda because I feel like this wild area in particular is very much inspired by Breath of the Wild or, like, at least kind of other open world-esque games. Because, right. like... And, and you wrote this down too, where like, it's kind of an open world linear, um, setting, which yes. is true because like you get, you get into the main story past, once you get past the wild area and into the town, you do kind of progress as you usually would in Pokemon. You go, you know, up route three to route four, your next town, route five, route six, etc., etc. Um, but in between is the wild area where you can go and hunt down wild Pokemon and like you you are just free to do as you please and it's not like there's level caps or anything like that you you know one of the first things i did when i booted up this game i went into the world and i was exploring around 
and I was like, I wonder how far I can go. So I, I went down and I, I went down all the way to the left and I crossed a bridge and I see this like giant looking steel X and I'm like, Oh no, I've got my level 10 Grookey here. I think, I think we might be in over our heads. So I pressed further and further and like, it's just, it's such a cool kind of a kind of a experience for Pokemon because you never really had that before and like mm-hmm. it, you know it's not quite as I mean obviously it's not quite as in-depth as as Breath of the Wild there's very you know you have it's it's pretty much the same terrain with different weather effects right. um, so I mean it's not as diverse as what we got in Zelda but I think like the the spirit of that exploration is there so I like I I spent a lot of time in the wild area I did too. I as soon as I got there, my goal was to go around and catch all the Pokemon that I see. And the I guess the reason I said linear is because that the game won't let you do that. <laughs> Once you, I feel like I caught about thirty Pokemon, and then all of a sudden, all the Pokemon that I was running into were really higher leveled up. You can't catch past level twenty before you go to gyms. So the game was trying to tell me like, I know you want to catch all these Pokemon, but you really need to progress on the story. And, and Pokemon has always done that, to be fair. Like, it's, yeah. um, you know, even even back in the days of Red and Blue, like, you could you could level your Pokemon up and grind so that your Pokemon were overpowered. But if they, you know, if, if they, you had a level 30 Pokemon and only one badge, he wasn't going to listen to you because he didn't, like, respect you. Much right. like Ash's Charizard. Oh, dang. It's all coming together. It all makes sense. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I went around a lot in the wild area and like everything everything about it from like just the like the the open fields to you know there there is some different settings there's like an old kind of a watchtower and there's like some mm-hmm. dusty plains and, and whatnot um when you get the snow effects going it can feel kind of like uh kind of like hebra almost from breath of the wild so like right everything about it i was just like man this feels really good it feels it feels almost like an open world Zelda game. And like, you know, the wild area isn't, it's not too, too terribly big, but I bet you it's probably about as big as the great plateau. I would you think, would so you think too. that? Yeah. 100%. At least the first portion that I've seen, I don't know how many other portions are, if they're bigger or whatever yet, but for this first part, it's definitely as big as the plateau. And, and I, I could be wrong too, but so there's, I think that there's only one, there's only one wild area but you uh you can go to hammerlock city which is at the beginning but what you can do is go under the bridges in hammerlock city and go to the the second half of the wild area which is like where some of the more um powerful pokemon are oh okay so you can you can keep exploring that way but like if you're like if, if you right now at the first gym were to run into any of those pokemon they'd probably wipe the floor with you and you can't get away from them which is scary <laughs> right so you're just like you're running in trying not to hit any random pokemon uh yeah it's it's awesome and like uh, everything about it just gives me the breath of the wild vibes actually there's there's a piece of music that plays and it, it kind of has like the um the same kind of instrument that the breath of the wild trailer has like the that like do 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 you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about yeah it kind no, of has that going on yeah I, I definitely appreciate the music from the wild area. Those bagpipes, though. Yeah, actually, though, the bagpipes are awesome. They're so cool. I, that's hilarious, because, like, 
you know, we, we came in with separate notes and on my notes, it's like, these bagpipes are awesome. Yours are like, these bagpipes are awesome. <laughs> it <laughs> doesn't, it sounds wicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hop is just the you worst. You know what's funny? Bagpipes get such a bad rap for sounding awful, but I just think they're not played right. And when they're played right, they sound amazing. Um, yeah. You know what? That's funny. I always think that like, whenever I hear bagpipes, I think that they sound really good. Like I can't. I, I just think, like, if, if you know how to play bagpipes, like, they sound incredible. Yeah. Like, if, if you play them. But, I mean, at, you know, as with any instrument, if you don't know how to play it, like, you know, I, I could play the bagpipes, and I'm sure it wouldn't sound very good. <laughs> you know, that's that's not the bagpipes' fault. Here's my cover of the Wild Area. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it. <laughs> um, I do love, and this is kind of a carryover from Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, which, by the way, if you've played, you mm-hmm. can get a Dynamax, either Pikachu or Eevee, from the two kids in the station over yes. at uh, the Wild Area. I got so, my Pikachu. I got I got Fat Pikachu, too. <laughs> Love Fat Pikachu. I named it uh, the same, too, as my Pikachu from Let's Go Pikachu. Oh, I should have done that. You can always rename them. There's spots to yeah, do reading that's true. nicknames. I actually I turned off the option to give my Pokemon nicknames when I when I caught them uh, um, because I because I never give nicknames. You know what? And and I know I was gonna mention something from Let's Go, but like man, there is just like there is so many quality of life improvements in this game. It is unbelievable. If you want to catch a Pokemon during battle, you just press a button and your Pokeballs come up. Rather than going to your bay, going to your Pokeballs. Um, in, in selecting it yes. you can you could turn down the um the option to hear pokemon cries or background music or whatever mm-hmm. you press start to get on your bike you press start to get off of it it's just like everything is just so seamless i i feel like in this game you can access the pokemon box from anywhere it's like it really like i've played every mainline pokemon game that that there is like from red all the way down, all the colors down to sword and shield. And like, man, this is like just a treasure to play because it just makes it so easy where a lot of those other games, like not that they weren't easy, but you had to do what you can do in sword and shield. You had to do that in like two or three or five steps in those games. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that as, as a longtime Pokemon player. I, and as a not longtime Pokemon player, I just like, not having that difficulty at all didn't really realize that it was a difficulty before maybe because i just don't remember the games that i played the last pokemon game i played was x and that was quite a few years ago so i just was quite a few years ago yeah that was like 2012 or something wasn't it oh my gosh well all i'm saying is that i appreciate it it being pretty easy now yes um yeah so anyway my original point was um talking about let's go uh eevee and pikachu I love that they kind of carried over from that game that you can just see Pokemon on the map. Like, you can see them walking around. Um, When I saw a trailer for this game, and you were in the tall grass, and then you, like, all of a sudden you just went to a random battle, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, they they still just have random battles where you can't see the Pokemon on the screen, and, like, Mm -hmm. you you know what I mean? It's like, what year is this? Come on. And they still have some of those. They, they do, but the way that that happens is you you do have a chance to run away if you don't want because you can see them kind of moving in the grass towards you. So it's not like it's not like you can't get away. You just don't know which Pokemon it's going to be. And then they also right. offset that with like like I was trying to catch a 
a Galar Farfetch'd, for example, and those only had like a 5% spawn rate. So I was like, oh man, this is going to be tough if I can't see it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for all the tougher Pokemon to catch, you can always see them walking around in the grass. So it makes it like far, far easier to actually engage and catch the Pokemon that you want without having to do all the the trial and error, which I really appreciate. So like, I just like, I really love that you can see the Pokemon walking around, which like, it just also makes the world look like really cool that you can look over and you're just like, oh my God, it's a, it's a Gigalith. Like, wow, that thing's huge. Or it's yeah. a Snorlax. It looks like there's actual Pokemon in the world. Yeah, so I, I really, I like that a lot. And it, and it sounds so basic and so simple, but, I you know, it really does add to to what they got going on. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel the same about that. I remember when I played Pokemon X, you know, you would go through tall grass and you would have to fight, like, pretty much everything that you ran into. There wasn't really avoiding it and um, avoiding, like, trainers and stuff, which was the same in Let's Go. You, you had... It was very hard to avoid fighting trainers, but in this game, I feel like there there's more of a chance for you to avoid them. I know that's not good for when you're trying to build up your experience and build up your team, but sometimes in the later portion of the game, I'm like, okay, I've I've farmed this enough. I really don't want to fight every single trainer I come across or fight every single Pokemon I see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's totally that's totally valid. And like you're 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 right. Like when you're out and about and you fought like. 10 trainers you're just like oh my god i just want to go back and heal or whatever mm-hmm. um you don't want to necessarily fight another one so it's easier to kind of dip past them because they're not as static in this game they're kind of looking around and if you time it right you can sneak by them yeah exactly although actually i will say too like another really great thing that this game does is fast travel which which again is just like such a normal thing now but like hasn't always been something that pokemon has done really well before so like you know, you, you click on, you know, you could be in the middle of anywhere and you're just like, yeah, I think I want to go back to, to Hammerlock and you can just open up your map, say that you want to go there and the core or the Corviknight or whatever taxi comes and picks you up and wham, bam, you're there with, <laughs> with minimal load times too, I might add. Um, so it's just like, it's again, it's, it's one of those things too. It's just like this game really does just offer a lot of really good quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. One thing I think it could benefit from, and I don't know if I just have missed this or if it really just doesn't have it, but when you're in the wild area, I would actually like to have a map on my screen. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. I just, uh, it just kind of feels like I'm just wondering, and I don't really know if I've been over here or if I'm going in a circle. And I know it's not, like, hard. It's not hard to navigate it. I would just like to have that map, just like you do on Breath of the Wild or, you know, any other Zelda game, really. Yeah, and even like um, even the map that you have, the town map, it's it's not like super descriptive for the mm-hmm. wild area. You can open up and you can get like giant's nest or like the the different areas of the wild area, but like it, it doesn't really. It it only gives you like a big square basically with like the yeah. different bullet points where they are. So yeah, like even to have that like on screen would be good but then even if you could open it up at all and see a little bit more detail right that would that would be a little bit nice but i mean i guess like for for me like getting lost in the wild area is kind of the it's a part of the joy of it a little bit like i played breath of the wild that way too i turned off every single thing that was on my screen except for my hearts and just played Mm -hmm. but I, i think that the option you know would would be nice yeah 
Um, let's talk about uh, Dynamaxing. I was uh, I was pretty critical of Dynamaxing because it looked like a lame gimmick. And I'm going to eat some crow a little bit because I actually, <laughs> I really enjoy the Dynamaxing concept. I still think that just like, I think that giant Pokemon are kind of lame. I, I think it would have been cooler if you could only have the select Pokemon that uh, Gigantamax or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, Gigamax or whatever where like some Pokemon like like Charizard or Pikachu turn into different versions of themselves where mm -hmm. you know a lot of Pokemon just get bigger I feel like they should have just made it where you could have select Pokemon that just turn into like different versions of that Pokemon instead of just have everybody get bigger kinda but like the mega I, evolution yeah kind of like I, I will eat some crow and say that it's it's pretty cool I saw like, you know, I was in the wild area and I caught a bunch of, of these um, Dynamax Pokemon. But the first time that I was really just like, okay, yeah, this is awesome, is I was in Gym 4 and I was battling the the fighting trainer. And um, I don't know, this this is maybe a slight spoiler, but I don't, I don't think so. She pulled out a Machamp for her last Pokemon and this thing uh, Gigantamaxed. And it took on this entirely new form and I was like, oh boy. And this thing wiped the floor with like three of my Pokemon. Oh my I had God. six Pokemon left. I was I was strutting. I was in charge. I was no doubt I was gonna win. This thing took out three Pokemon with three hits. I had like two Pokemon left by the end of it, and I barely beat him. And I was like, okay, that that was pretty cool. So yeah. it's it's winning me over a little bit. Yeah. I um I was kind of like neutral about it i was just kind of like oh okay well that's a new gimmick you know um but when i actually got into one of the little um what are they called the max raids or whatever um when i got into one of those i thought like the whole animation of it was pretty cool um the changing of your like attack styles to make them look super huge and just colossal was pretty cool and um and then I really appreciated that you could um, weaken the Pokemon all the way without the fear of losing it. You could still catch it at the end. So I really like that. I, I Is there any chance that you cannot capture a no, Pokemon after? Not that I have seen yet. Not that I've seen either. Like you, you just throw any regular Pokeball and you and you catch it, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. So far, yeah, that's that's been my experience too. Could be wrong uh, about that. Actually, one of the really the coolest things I think about Dynamaxing, and Sam has been bitching about this since Friday, but like when when you see a Pokemon and they Dynamax, they let out this growl, and it's loud. It's like it's really it's like really loud. It's all it's almost like when you're at the movie theater and they're playing the Dolby surround sound thing, and it's like obnoxiously loud. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Like when yeah. when when you see a when you see a Eevee or something like that, and he's like, and like. It's just like, holy crap, buddy. She's like, what is that? What are you doing? Like, I, actually, she's on the couch. She's like, oh, my God, turn this down. <laughs> the rest of the game is, like, silent <laughs> compared to it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think. I, think I like I it. It gives it a little bit it. of, like, that Godzilla weight to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. You know what? Um. Uh, just looking at your notes here one thing that we forgot to bring up and i can't believe we did when we were talking about how galar is totally like england is uh all of the all of the gym battles take place on like a soccer field 
Yeah. And you're wearing and you're wearing soccer uniforms. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as I saw the uniforms, I was like, oh, soccer. I get it's it. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> or football or whatever they call it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Judy is Judy is rolling over in her grave somewhere <laughs> in the future right now. She's like, listening to us she... call football soccer. Well, you know, everybody knows what we mean. But yes, I, when, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, cool. I get it. Like, that was it, though. <laughs> it's just like, nice. It was, it was a nice little touch. And it gives yeah. the uh, it gives the gym battles a little bit of extra pizzazz. And actually, I do like the uh, I like the gimmick before you fight all the the um, the trainers or the the gym trainers where you have to do like the gym challenge. There's been there's been some pretty fun ones so far. There's like, uh, you know, actually, I couldn't believe this, Allison. So have you got to gym one yet? No, I'm on my way now, though. Do you know what the first challenge in gym one is? No, what is it? Herding goats. No way. <laughs> you have to you have to herd sheep Pokemon. I was just like, oh my god, this it was giving me Twilight Princess flashback nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. Did it take you like three hours to do it? No, please. <laughs> it did not take me that long to do it. This is a sidebar. This is a sidebar. I saw so one of our one of our buddies on uh, Zelda Universe posted an editorial, an old editorial, and uh, it was about how Twilight Princess is a masterpiece. And you know what? I like Twilight Princess. It's not my favorite Zelda, but like the the opening caption was really funny. It was like, from the moment you start this game, you could tell it's going to be something special. Yeah, from the moment you first herd those sheep and catch the fish for the cat, you can really tell you're in for something special. Oh man! <laughs> oh boy, that is so funny. I'm gonna be laughing so hard when I'm doing this now later today. Um, to anybody listening that doesn't know, if you want to see maybe one of the most pathetic spectacles you've ever seen, go to the Zelda Dungeon Archives YouTube channel. Go watch the two the 2019 Twilight Princess race, and go watch me trying to herd goats in Twilight Princess. It's it's probably three of the longest minutes of anybody's life. <laughs> that's when i knew that we were in for a special 11 hours yeah it was, it was very special um <laughs> uh, but yeah so the 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 gimmick of like doing the different challenges before all the gyms are are pretty fun you can uh you do things like herding goats and um there's like there's like little like different mazes and stuff that you do and there's like a quiz for one it's it's all pretty cool it's like it's nice because, like, in, in previous Pokemon games, they've tried to integrate the gym leaders a little bit more into the story where, like, you'd get to the town and, like, there was something going on where the gym leader had to go and check it out. You had to fix it, and then they would come back to their gym, and they wouldn't be in their gym until you fix their problem. So it's kind of nice because it kind of, like, gets rid of the arbitrary issue or whatever, and it's just like, okay, you can face the gym trainer when you do this, which I, which is just a little bit more straightforward, and I like. Mm-hmm. So I, I was uh, I was a fan. I'm excited to see where um, the last couple ones go, especially because like they're they're kind of building up the last trainer, the dragon trainer, a little bit too. So I'm expecting that one to be really cool. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, some of our favorite new Pokemon. Okay. Uh, Al, I know you're not too too far into it, but who are you liking so far? Let, um, let's say starters aside. Starters aside. Okay, that's fair because I wrote down others that weren't starters. So, so far, I really like Nickit. I think that's how you say it. 
I yes. at first I was like, what is this dumbass tail that it's going on? Then this really cute fox looking Pokemon. But then I kind of saw uh, it do an attack, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like I I like it. And so so far I'm really enjoying Yigit. Um Yamper because Yamper looks like a corgi. And then, he's so cute. He's so cute. And I like the ones that like follow you around and like, fight me, fight me. It's so cute. And then <laughs> um this uh this like little rock dude, I I don't know what he does or whatever. I just think he looks cool as Roly Coley. Oh, the Roly Coley? Yeah. I just yes. think he looks cool. And then I saw in the first town, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. But there's a Corvanite. It's like a giant ass crow looking badass thing. And I really, yes. I was like, I want one of those. And I didn't realize that I already had the first evolution of that Pokemon, which is the, the Rookie D. So, uh, yeah, I actually just, um, just evolved my Corvusquire into a Corvanite. Yes. Like, like literally an hour before we started recording. I just, right before we started recording, I evolved my Rookie D to the next one. I don't remember. Corvusquire or something like that. Yeah, he's Corviknight is one of my favorite new Pokemon. He just he looks like a badass. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, he, he looks like a dark knight. You know. Ooh, I'm excited to get him leveled up. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are gonna have Corviknight on their on their team as well as they should. Yes. But that's, um, so that's yeah, my so list. Yeah. I have. Uh, I I kind of have my team. I think set for. Um, for sword and shield and i and i put all my favorite pokemon onto my team mm. but so i've got i've got uh, my grookey who has now evolved into uh uh Rilladoom, rillaboom yeah rillaboom um i've got my corviknite and uh i got one of my like one of the best new pokemon i feel like it's got to be surfetched like farfetched i think is one of the worst pokemon ever like just <laughs> just a terrible pokemon he has a stupid name he has an onion in his hands but like He's, he's just so ridiculous that, like, I, I knew as soon as I saw this surfetched evolution where, like, he had his onion sword, I was like, I gotta have this guy. He's, he just looks so ridiculous that, you know, this is this is someone that needs to be in my team. So I went out of my way, and I got him. And evolving him is actually kind of tough, because you gotta have um, a battle, and your, uh, your farfetched has to have three critical hits in one battle, which is not as easy as it seems. Oh. And pro tip for anybody listening, a good way to do this is to go and find like a level 30 Magikarp and just bust out a move that does no damage because Magikarp will never hit you back. It'll also, it'll always just flail. Pretty good strategy. I got it my second try. Nice. Um, so I like you, I, I really liked the, uh, the Roly Coley Pokemon. Mm. Uh, I just, I evolved him into his final evolution which is an awesome fire rock Pokemon called Cole Ossel, which is an amazing pun, yeah. uh, which is, you know, Pokemon is really underrated for the puns that it makes. I feel like it's got some, it's got some good ones. Um, I saw, and I don't have this one yet. It's eluded me, but there's a, there's a little apple Pokemon, which is hilarious because it's actually a three stage evolution and it's a grass dragon type, but it's, it's like an apple Pokemon that evolves into an apple turnover is its final form. So what that just heck? looks like it looks absolutely incredible. So I'm going to try and find that one and, and add them to my team. Um, I've got a Pokemon called Morgrem right now in my team. He is a dark fairy type and he's kind of like an imp, 
he reminds me a little bit of a Pokemon from Castlevania. So I think that he's pretty cool. And uh, I've got a Pokemon called Toxtricity, who is like this, uh, he's a poison electric type, and he's like a punk rocker. And he's got like a mohawk made of electricity, and like, oh my God. He's, he's strumming his guitar, and <laughs> and the Pokedex is trying to tell you that like, while it may look like he's strumming his guitar, he's actually like, I don't know, touching his chest to get electricity or something like that. It's just like one of those outrageous Pokemon types or Pokedex descriptions that doesn't make any sense. Right. But uh, those are some of my favorite ones I've seen so far. And actually, I can't believe that we aren't talking about this more, but there is a different version of Mr. Mime in this game. And I feel like everybody is sleeping on this. I haven't seen it yet. There's an ice version of Mr. Mime, and this guy evolves into Mr. Rhyme. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my like, God. I mean, that that's good stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good stuff right there. There's also um, the one last one. Every every new Pokedex entry has, like, uh, like a, a dragon chain at the end of it right before the legendary start. This one is no different. There is a ghost dragon type called Dreepy, and it evolves into a, uh, a Dragapult. I was doing some research. I'm going to try and get this guy. He does not evolve until level 64. Oh, my god! Into his final form. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. That's nuts. You can't even use, like, um, like, an, what are the evolution rocks called? You can't use no, you can't, no, you can't use any of those. Wow. That's crazy. You got you got to grind it out unless you have um, rare candies. Although I will say, actually, this game when you do max raid battles, it does give you like experience candies, so that makes it a little bit easier. Yes, to level I did up, notice that. Yeah, which I I appreciate because it, it makes it too. If you want to swap out another Pokemon and put them in your team, it makes it a lot easier to kind of bring that up. Pokemon up to speed in yeah. a sense. All right, so here is here is my question that I was thinking and we kind of mentioned it last week when we went off the air talking about uh, the different pokemon that the zelda characters would have and we'll bring us back to zelda so we kind of said like you know sword and shield looks like the breath of the wild of pokemon games i know that you're you're somewhat early in do you think that that's a fair statement to make uh yeah i think it because like there is no other game that's like it and um it's like you know breath of the wild for the zelda game for the zelda series is something that was it their biggest um goal was innovation and so i feel like that's what's happening with sword and shield they're doing all these new things or you know, making all these um quality of life changes they're giving it more of an open world where you can go and try and look for any type of pokemon you don't have to go to a specific route to find it and so I do feel like it's fair to say it is the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon games. I, I feel like that as well. To me, I'm, like I said, I'm 20 hours in. It feels like almost two different games in one. But, like, they don't conflict with each other, which is great. Mm-hmm. So you've got the open world aspect of the wild area. And that's, like, its own thing. And you can you can have your raid battles there. You can have your wandering Pokemon there. But then you've also got the traditional Pokemon game that's not a linear experience, but like you're you're on your set path and you can go on your set path and you know it's you've you've got that journey laid out for you and it's very familiar to other Pokemon games. So like 
I feel like these, like they they meet, but they don't intertwine. If that makes sense. Okay. Like the the you still, you know, if you wanted to, you could spend a lot of your time in the wild area. But like the the plot and the main gist of Pokemon doesn't necessarily intertwine with the wild area a lot, or at least hasn't so far up until when I've been in it. Mm-hmm. I think there's only. Like, you have to go through the wild area to get to a couple cities, but other than that, you could choose to go kind of straight through. So, it, like, it does feel, it does feel like a little bit still anchored in that Pokemon, um, that Pokemon genre, I guess, if you will. But at the same time, like, I, I do think that this is, like, it's definitely a big, big step forward for Pokemon and just, you know, doing a lot of things that fans have been asking the series to do for a long time and doing a lot of things that other modern games are doing and you know it feels it feels very much like this is this is going to be the pokemon we see going forward and like we're gonna you know this is going to be the new benchmark for pokemon so i guess i guess yeah i think i think it's probably fair to say this is doing what breath of the wild did for zelda for pokemon um and i i'm like i'm loving this game so far you know i thought i thought that i would like sword and shield because like whenever a new Pokemon comes out, I always like it. You know, because it's Pokemon, it's it's hard to mess that up, and like right. they've had the same kind of formula for a long time. But like, you know, I I really really like this game. Like it's it's probably, you know, it, I think you could probably say this is the best Pokemon game they've ever made. That's bold. So far, but I agree. That, I, that's bold. <laughs> it is I bold. I. I don't know. I'm super excited to keep playing it, and I'm wondering if Nintendo's going to continue to put game, put Pokemon games like on the Switch or its next big console, or if it's going to maybe defer back and go more back to handheld, or I don't know. I, I'm like looking forward to see what they continue to do. You know what I'm kind of curious to see if they're going to do is if they're going to release like a um, kind of like a sequel to it. Like, you know how they... You know how they release sequels like Pokemon Platinum or Pokemon Sapphire or not Sapphire Emerald mm-hmm. or Pokemon Black and White Two? I I don't. Did they do that with uh, with Sun and Moon? I think they did. Yeah, I think they did. There was Ultra released, Sun and Ultra Moon right. or something. So I'm I'm curious to see if they release a new version of Sword and Shield. I mean, I guess like you know it seems obvious to say that they will. Yeah, I don't um, see why they wouldn't. Yeah, just to see. I don't know. Maybe it does being on console change that or something. I don't know. I'm interested to see uh, where where that goes. But yeah, I, uh, I I think you could maybe if you wanted to be bold, and I'm all about being bold. I think you could maybe say this is the best Pokemon game that they've ever made. I think I might say that. Yeah, I think I might agree the, with you. The only thing that could it's... make it not the best is more Hop. <laughs> if I have to fight Hop one more time, I swear to God. <laughs> If they make a sequel, Hop better be gone. Oh, God. I send want him Leon to, as my rival. Send him to Kanto. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> we want to know if you hate Hop as much as we do. <laughs> we want to we wanna know what your thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Shield are. Um, this was fun, talking about another another franchise on uh, on our Zelda show. You know, we hope yeah. that uh, that you guys dug it. Um, we don't we don't do it very often, but uh, we felt that you know we're a lot of us at Zelda Dungeon are big Pokemon fans, and 
we felt that uh, the timing was right to just do a show based all around the world of Pokemon. So um, if you if you liked it, uh, let us know, and maybe we'll do some more kind of episodes like this in the future. But uh, in the meantime, that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, Al, thank you for taking a break from Pokemon and coming to chat with me. Oh, yeah. I'm hopping right back into it. <laughs> Hop. Heyo. Hey! Hey. Yeah, it seemed, this, uh, this seemed like it flew by, actually, so... Uh, I'm going to do exactly the same. I'm going to hop right back into Pokemon. Um, we hope that you guys hop right back next week when we are uh, back on Monday with a new episode. Of course, until then, we want you to head over to iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, review the Champions cast. Give us five stars if you think we deserve it. In the meantime, you can head on over to Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. That's going to do it for us. We want to go play Pokemon, and we'll see you next week. Bye.